you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Never call off fourth quarter pressure back of the jersey double sevens no matter how many times i never get tired of that reference hop hall of fame for dirt we love you with a deep reverence hi this is luka Doncic. hi i'm Kyrie irving and, and you're listening, listening to, to the Mavs step, step back, back podcast, podcast. they waiting on my fall off i'll never call off fourth quarter pressure Back of the jersey, double sevens No matter how many times, I never get tired of that reference Hall of Fame for dirt, we love you with a deep reverence Backcourt nasty, I wonder who gon' check him Cuban did his thing when he went and got number 11 I still got his picture on my wall at 707 Feel synonymous with Kyrie, how we both train with aggression Competition obsolete, trying to breathe life into my dreams I'm so tired of sleep, still got some work from last season That was incomplete, so hunger for redemption Thank my boys, that's my overheat Like Luther with his three of them hit My mic is prone to overheat I pride myself the most, I'm 22 and my folks proud of me I took the heart away since I was 10, was no surprise to me A step back mass blowing up was no surprise to me And I'm speaking honestly Seven How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. Uh, I may or may not be joined by uh, my colleague at DallasBasketball.com, Grant Afseth, at some point during this uh, during this podcast. We'll just have to wait and see. But uh, for the time being, I'm going to solo this one. Um, look, there's been it's been a whirlwind of Mav stuff for the last 12, let's see. Yeah, 12, about 14 hours. <laughs> because at um, at 5 p.m. on Tuesday, the news broke that Mark Cuban is selling a majority stake in the Dallas Mavs worth around $3.5 billion dollars. Uh, he, he's selling a majority stake. So that was a shocker. Uh, according to Sham Sharania, you know, the it's kind of a – he called it one of the more unique setups he's seen in a deal like this because even though Cuban has sold or is selling a majority stake in the Mavs, he is supposedly keeping – you know, full control of the team. And, you know, he's, he's staying hands-on and all that stuff. So, 
I don't know. You know, I, I don't know how to feel about that in, in my eyes. And I'm not like fluent in ownership speak, NBA ownership speak. But, you know, just from the outside looking into this, it kind of makes me wonder, is this sustainable for the foreseeable future? Because, you know, how can you not be a majority owner of the team, but yet you have full control of the team going forward? It just, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, now, you know, he still retains his shares of the team, obviously, and, it's been reported by multiple people that he's still going to be in charge, but you know, it's just it's just something to keep an eye on. You know, if uh, if if the new ownership ever decides, well, you know, maybe we don't want Cuban here. What happens then? That that's all I'm saying. Uh, so I, I don't know. Maybe it'll all work out. Maybe there's nothing to worry about anyway. But you know, we'll just we'll just have to see. Um, I don't know. I mean, what what do you guys think about all this? Uh, I put it. I put my thoughts out there on Twitter. There's been some some uh, mixed replies that I got in the post that I put about it when I said that I didn't know if this was going to work out long term. You know, there's been a lot of people say that uh, because you know the the Adelson family that is buying this majority stake in the Mavs. You know, they own. Uh, Las Vegas Sands, which is, you know, that's casino stuff. And, you know, they're worth, I, I saw somebody say they're worth like $33 billion or something like that. And uh, Miriam, she's the wife, you know, apparently of the CEO of this, this fortune and everything. And he has passed since, uh, so, I mean, there's not a sense that she wants anything to do with actually running a basketball team. So maybe this can work. You know, maybe if Cuban wants to sell and get $3.5 billion while uh, retaining, you know, the team part of all of this, you know, maybe he can, he can just worry about, you know, the basketball team specifically, not everything else, you know, surrounding the team then that might be a, a win for him. But, you know, again, it's just it's just kind of weird. It, this came completely out of left field for me. You know, there were some rumblings during the offseason that uh, there was an unsuspecting uh, sale that might happen uh, in the NBA. And, you know, when the stuff came out about Michael Jordan selling his majority stake in the uh, – Charlotte Hornets, it was like, oh, okay, well, maybe that's what it was talking about. But that wasn't really unsuspecting. I mean, we, we, we could have seen that coming from a mile away with how the Hornets have performed over the years. But, you know, with this coming out now, you look back at some of the other reports that have, that were out there uh, between the summer and now, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's definitely what they were talking about <laughs> because nobody saw this coming. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm still processing it. I'm sure there will still be uh, more to come out on this in the in the coming days and weeks. But just uh, just crazy. I mean, whether whether Cuban, you know, continues to have control or not, and it's everybody says that he will. 
uh, it's still a big change. I mean, this is, you know, new ownership is a big deal. And maybe it ends up being a good thing for the Mavs because, you know, there's going to be more money involved now. It's not just on Cuban to, you know, pay player salaries and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, the, the, you know, Cuban has this vision for the Mavs to have a brand new arena in the near future. And he wants it to double as a casino. Well, obviously, obviously the Adelson family, you know, that's, that's kind of what they do. Uh, and so maybe they're able to get gambling passed in Texas to where they can start a project like that. Uh, so maybe it was a strategic move, you know, that kind of gets the ball rolling with all that stuff. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting to say the least, though. I mean, we, we put a couple of things up on DallasBasketball.com. Uh, you know, our guy Mike Fisher, who's been the head of the snake over here at uh, DBCom for forever, you know, 25 years in, or almost 25 years and counting. Um, he has a piece up talking about, you know, the Adelson family and who they are and all that stuff. And then, you know, I wrote a piece, too, speculating on, well, could this potentially mean that Cuban is going to make a run at president? Because he's been in uh, rumors for that in the past. And, you know, it wouldn't shock me if he's taken a step back from all this other stuff. He's already he's already announced that this is his last year doing Shark Tank. That came the day before all this news came out about him selling a majority stake. Uh, so you know, could he be potentially getting into a political type of thing? Uh, if it's not president, could it be? Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Governor of Texas, you know, some way that, uh, you know, he can... Uh, influence things to where he can and maybe it's not all about that arena maybe it's not all about gambling but 
you know, you can kind of see where he might be wanting to uh, to influence all those things, and this could be a strategic move to kind of for him to get what he wants. So we'll have to see. Um, you know, I I have gone back and forth on this uh, since yesterday. The last fourteen hours, obviously, I got a little bit of sleep last night after after Mavs Rockets, but. You know, it was crazy. By the time the uh, the game had actually started, it was just like, oh, wow, there's a Mavs basketball game tonight because literally everybody was was talking about this. Uh, I go to uh, I go to a, a gym there in Hattiesburg after my day job uh, during the day. And, you know, I was listening to the radio, uh, a radio channel, not a sports radio channel either on the way home. And even even those people were talking about the Mark Cuban news when I was on the way home last night. So, I mean, it was a big deal. You know, DallasBasketball.com was just jumping. Um, so, but anyway, we are going to talk about this another day when we have some more information. I'm going to recap, you know, what happened in the Mavs-Rockets game. But first, I want to tell you about the Sleeper app. If you think you know sports and if you want to – you know, kind of up your daily fantasy sports game. You need to get the sleeper app and use the promo code STEPBACK. All one word, all capital letters, S-T-E-P-B-A-C-K. Use promo code STEPBACK and get up to $100 matched on your first deposit. Uh, it's a really easy app to use. You know, they make it super easy to pick the over-under on several different stats just go to the app go to the nba section if that's what you're wanting to bet on uh so just for example today we're going to have the lakers and the pistons we're going to have the wizards and the magic we're going to have the suns and the raptors the jazz and the grizzlies the 76ers and the pelicans and then the nightcap we're going to have the clippers and the kings so a healthy dose of NBA action on this Wednesday night. Uh, some of the stuff, uh, here, here's some of the things I'm going to be taking the over-under on, on this slate. So Joel Embiid, 10.5 rebounds. I'm going to take the under. I know that might not be a popular pick, but I just I have a feeling that Joel Embiid is going to struggle a little bit against that Pelicans front with Zion Williamson and Jonas Valanciunas. I think that they'll – now, he might score a bunch, but, you know, rebounding-wise, after seeing, you know, especially how the Mavs did against the Pelicans, uh, and, and look, I get it, guys. I get it. The Mavs don't have Joel Embiid. But I don't know. I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the under there. I'm feeling a little risky. Uh, I'm taking the under on Joel Embiid. 10.5 rebounds against the Pelicans. Um, Kevin Durant, 4.5 assists against the Toronto Raptors tonight. I'm going to take the over. I think with the way the Raptors defend, you know, I think they'll be paying a lot of attention to KD, given how many, you know, points he's averaging this year, which is like, you know, he's one of the top scorers in the league. He's in the top three with Embiid and Luka Doncic. Uh, I think they will throw the kitchen sink at KD, which will force him to pass a little bit more. 
And, you know, if he passes enough, I think it'll be pretty much a given. He can get five assists. We'll have to see, though. Uh, and then LeBron James, Lakers against the Pistons, over under 24.5 points. I'm taking the over for the ageless 38-year-old. I just don't see how, you know, he doesn't get his against a Pistons team that has been absolutely brutal this season. Uh, you know, they're the worst team in the league. They're 2-15. and 15. Uh, the, the Pistons, they just they can't make up any ground no matter how many lottery picks they end up with. It's just, uh, it's just pretty bad down there uh, or up there in Detroit. So I'm taking the over. I think LeBron scores easily. The only way I don't think he gets the over is if it's a blow, such a blowout by the, you know, fourth quarter that he doesn't have to play in that fourth quarter. But we will just have to see. I'm taking the over on LeBron, 24.5 points. And again, if you want to use the app and you want to get up to $100 matched on your first deposit, use promo code STEPBACK. Get the sleeper app, put all your info in there, and use the promo code step back to get a hundred dollars match on your first deposit, uh, up to a hundred dollars match on your first deposit. So, guys, the Mavs and the Rockets faced off on Tuesday night. It was intense. It was infuriating. And it was also fun. You know, it uh, it had everything you wanted in a good rivalry game, I forty five rivalry game. Now. You know, the Rockets, they're they're not the greatest team out there because, you know, offensively they they only ranked uh or they only rank like in the bottom ten of the league, but they have improved tremendously defensively under first year head coach uh Ime Yudoka. Uh they are tied coming into last night's game, they were tied with the Minnesota Timberwolves for the top defense in the entire league. Um they were first in points given up to opponents. And, you know, they it presented a big challenge for the Mavs, who had shot under 40% from the field in two straight games coming into last night. So you're thinking, okay, if, uh, <laughs> if you're, if you're going to be breaking out of a shooting slump, do you really want to be doing it against – arguably the best defense in the entire NBA. And, you know, Luka had been on a personal shooting slump himself. And, you know, lo and behold, the Mavs come out there and despite falling down by nine points in the third quarter, entering the fourth quarter trailing by four, uh, they end up beating the Houston Rockets in Dallas at home to open uh, – what is going to be the longest home stand of the season at three games. So they win by a final score of 121 to 115. Luca on a night where Dirk Nowitzki was making play-by-play calls on the broadcast with Mark Folliwell, uh scored 41 points. How fitting is that? Uh, he, he broke out of his shooting slump. He shot over 50% from the field, 15 of 29 Shot eight of nine from free throws. Uh, the three-point three shooting didn't get back up to where it needs to be because he was only three of ten there. But 41 points, nine assists, nine rebounds, 
And most impressively, we've said this a few other times this year, he had zero turnovers. This is the third game this season that Luca has had zero turnovers in a game, and he's had at least 30 points in each one of those games. He almost had 50 points in the first one he had, which was the second game of the season against the Brooklyn Nets, scored 49 points and also had zero turnovers in that game. So Luca, efficient scoring, wasn't sloppy with the ball, paid attention to detail, knew he had to against one of the better defenses in the entire league. Uh, and, you know, going up against Dylan Brooks, who talks a lot of trash, but Luca said after the game that he actually looks forward to playing against Dylan Brooks. Like he has fun playing against Brooks and the intensity that Brooks brings every time. And, you know, they, they've, they actually get along with each other, believe it or not. So, you know, it's, it's good competitive stuff. They went back and forth last night. Uh, Kyrie Irving, after struggling and only scoring five points in the first half, he exploded for 22 points in the second half, ended up shooting uh, eight of 22 overall, hit all nine of his free throws and had five assists thrown in there, had a steal, had a block, uh, finished with 27 points on the night. And, you know, I'm looking at the box score here to, to see what I missed because obviously you remember the big stuff like Luka and Kyrie. Uh, I did remember, you know, Derek Jones Jr., he played a big factor in this game. Scored 15 points off the bench. First time Derek Jones Jr. had come off the bench all season. Uh, Josh Green got the start, uh, and Josh Green went for <clears throat> five points, seven rebounds, two assists, and a block in 30 minutes as a starter. Uh, so not bad for for uh, for Josh Green. And him and Luca were team highs plus 12 on the night. And then. So coming off the bench for the first time all season, Derrick Jones Jr. had the right attitude. He brought the correct energy, uh, and he ended up with 15 points on five of seven shooting, two of three from three. Uh, also had six rebounds, one assist, and one steal, and no turnovers. And he was a plus 11 off the bench. So really good stuff from D. Jones. Uh, you know, Jason Kidd said after the game they wanted to see how he handled it coming off the bench because they wanted to make a change. And some guys, you know, they just don't handle it really well. Uh, but this this was – if this was a test, then, then Derek Jones Jr. passed it with flying colors. Um, so we'll see how it goes going forward. I think – I kind of like the idea of starting Josh Green because I feel like he plays better alongside Luka. Um, and then you bring – Derek Jones Jr. in there and kind of sprinkle him in with Luca and uh, and Kyrie Irving and I really what I, the lineup I really like and I I have to dive into like the 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 advanced numbers on the lineup stuff but the lineup I really enjoyed seeing last night against Houston was Luca Kyrie Josh Green Derek Jones Jr. and Derek Lively. So you have Derrick Jones Jr. playing a small ball four, but then you have Lively at center. And, I mean, I I really enjoyed that lineup. I thought that was really fun. Um, so, I again, I haven't checked those numbers on that, but just the eye test watching that, I feel like that's a really effective lineup 
um, for the Mavs. So uh, even though Josh Green got the start for Derrick Jones Jr., uh, Derrick Jones Jr. finished the game along with Josh. So, you know, it, it, it worked out. <clears throat> so the Mavs, they are able to avoid losing two games in a row. They improved their record to 11-6. and six. And they have a chance to build on it. They have a chance to win consecutive games for the first time since uh, November 10th and 12th, uh, so nearly three weeks ago. Uh, they have a chance to win consecutive games against, and they're playing the, the Memphis Grizzlies at home this Friday. So the Grizzlies, they're struggling. They're 3-13. and 13. They're depleted. Don't have, uh, you know, John Morant don't have Steven Adams, just several things have gone wrong for the Grizzlies this year. And uh, the Mavs will have a chance at home with multiple days of rest to up their record to 12 and six. And then they'll play, they'll finish up this homestand. They'll play the Oklahoma city thunder on the second night of a back to back uh, in hopes, you know, if the Mavs can take care of business against the Grizzlies, then they'll have a chance to, and I've mentioned this a few times already this year on this podcast, but uh, the most games over 500 the Mavs ever were last year was six. They could not reach that seven games over 500 mark. They couldn't break the seal, so to speak. If they beat the Grizzlies, they'll be 12-6, and six, and they'll have a chance to go seven games over 500 against a very good Oklahoma City Thunder team that has been struggling lately. So, uh, you know, we'll see if the Mavs can finally do it. Will they? I don't know. It seems like every time they have a chance to do it, uh, you know, they kind of they, they run into a, a team that's really good. Uh, you know, Oklahoma City, they were <laughs> they were 11 and four and, you know, the number two team in the Western Conference before they lost these last two games. But uh, and they're seven and three in their last 10. So. Really good, uh, and you, you know they have good balance too. They're they're five and four at home. They're actually better on the road, six and two. So that'll be a tough one for the Mavs on Saturday. But we'll get to that one when we get to that one. First things first, take care of the struggling Memphis Grizzlies, a team, a, a game that you have to win, in my opinion. You, I mean, you just you can't lose that one at home. So take care of that one, and then we'll look forward to OKC on Saturday. But Guys, look, I appreciate you coming in and listening to me uh, on this uh, Wednesday morning. I hope you enjoyed the game. I hope you in, enjoyed some of the, the Cuban selling talk. Again, I mean, like I said, I'm not 100% fluent in, in ownership uh, speak, so to speak. But, uh, you know, it's just really interesting to talk about. And I, I'm, I'm curious to get you guys' thoughts on it, too. So, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, let's talk about it. If you uh, if you watch on YouTube, you know, leave comments. Uh, if you have questions, you know, let, let's talk through all this stuff together. So don't uh, don't be shy. Leave comments. We'll get a conversation started and go from there. So, guys, I appreciate it. Y'all have a great rest of your Wednesday. Have a great rest of your week. Uh, I'm gonna try to be back on here uh friday night after that grizzlies game i'm gonna either friday night or saturday morning with my guy drew johnson we're gonna do a uh another pod following that grizzlies game so 
Uh, I appreciate it. Be sure to go like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms and hit that subscribe button on YouTube, please. Leave us a bunch of comments, likes, all that good stuff. Really appreciate y'all. Our goal by the end of the year, and we may not get there, but with the way it's been growing since the summer, you know, there's a chance. But our goal is to try and get to 15,000 subscribers on YouTube. Uh, We... We're pretty close to the 14,000 subscriber mark as it is right now. Uh, We were pretty close last night. We may have already crossed that. I haven't checked yet. But uh, that's the goal by the end of the year, 15K subscribers. Can we do it? I don't know. We're going to try. But, (laughs) guys, I appreciate it. Y'all have a great rest of your day. We'll see you next time.